Welcome back to that stupid fantasy football show. I am Tim here today with Adam. What's up, Adam? Hello. <laughs> How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good over here. Yeah. yeah it is. It's been uh, a while. It has been a while. I don't know. Maybe a month or so. I don't know. But it's November uh, 9th. <laughs> November 9th, 2023. We're about halfway through the fantasy season, and uh, my gosh, um, there's been some surprises, sure. uh, some amazing performances, some less than stellar ones. Yeah, let's get right into it. Is there a, who's the most disappointing person for you so far in fantasy? For me, yeah, in your opinion. Oh, like like that's been on my team or just Whatever overall? You, however you want to interpret that question. I can go first if you want me to say. Oh, yeah, I think here. you should go first because okay. I think I know who you're going to say. <laughs> well, Bijan Robinson. Yeah, is, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't want to take that away from you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I mean, I don't understand, uh, and I'm not alone here. I'm not on an island here. Sure. Uh, questioning the way Arthur Smith uses his uh, talk, top two running backs and sure. all of his first round talent that he's drafted in the past uh, three seasons. It's quite baffling. It is quite baffling. And and this is one time where like I thought the Twitter sphere was going too far on this Arthur Smith hate for a little, for a few weeks there. And now I'm fully there and I'm like, yeah. I don't know what's going on. I don't think he's got a handle on what he's doing. And now I'm questioning whether or not Arthur Smith is good uh, or was good in Tennessee at all. Yeah, I think the situation in Tennessee was he didn't have final say. Yeah. He wasn't the head coach. So he had some people there being like, hey, maybe do this, maybe do that. And in Tennessee, they did have Derrick Henry. Um, Bijan Robinson, massive talent but he's not quite the Derrick Henry. Like he, he can get bottled up. He's not as big. He's not as, you know, but we haven't seen him outside of maybe like week one, week two, we haven't seen him have this breakout game or like force Arthur Smith's hand and saying like, you gotta play me. Like I mean, there hasn't, we'll, we'll I go mean, over, let's, let's go over some of the numbers. So I, sure, I will sure. push back on this because I think Bijan's looked excellent. Um, the... I think he has too, but I'm what I'm saying is Derrick Henry was a different type of running back. The only time right. that Bijan got more than 14 carries this season, he ran for 6.5 yards per carry and 124 rushing yards. So, like against his, who? Against who? That was against Green Bay, week okay. two. Okay. So, I mean, I just think he needs some utilization. I, I don't. So I, I'm pushing back on you saying he's not the talent that Henry is. He's not the same type of run. He's not the same type of rusher. Like this guy yes, is, that's what an, I was saying. And that's what I was saying. We're pass catcher. Yes. And, and I think you got to utilize all that. And he's, yeah. he's not being utilized. Whereas I see Derek Henry was the type of guy. 
he could just grind it out. Like you could give it to him three times in a row and he get three yards, three yards, four yards, or like get, get those fourth and inches and then take that fourth down and run it. And they could really control the game, slow down the game, lean on their defense. I don't think they can necessarily do that. I do think Atlanta's defense is better. It's definitely better. It's, it's definitely showed up a lot of times this year. Um, I just don't think they're comfortable using Bijan that way, obviously. Um, and I just don't think he he knows how to get the most out of all these players, except for the players that are like the B players, like Algier, who's having a good year, who's, you know, yards per rush is really nice. Because uh, John, John U. Smith. I mean, it's really creative to use to use those guys. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. And, and, he, and he feels comfortable. He feels comfortable in that. He has to get creative to use pits. He has to get creative to use Bijan. And I don't think he's comfortable doing that, especially with the quarterback play he has. Um, I, I will say, as as mediocre as Tannehill is, he's light years ahead of Ritter and, you know, definitely better than Heineke. So at least he had that in Tennessee. He had a quarterback that was competent. He doesn't have a competent, really a competent quarterback. And that's the only thing I will say in yeah. terms of of an excuse to give him. But there is no excuse to use Bijan the way he's using him. There's no excuse to use Pitts the way he's using him. You can get a little bit more creative. Yeah, they might not be blockbuster fantasy stars just because of the limitations of the quarterback position. But there's definitely more you can do. And I, it's really baffling with Bijan, like why he's not getting more touches, why they're not, you know... It's the, really the, tailor making the offense around him. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Let's play a quick game here. Um, sure. We're going to read some stats and you tell me oh, here we which go. This is your favorite game to do. So you, you, you love doing this to prove your point. <laughs> you tell me who player A is and, uh, and, and I'll tell you, uh, and I'll give you the two, <laughs> the two names. Okay. It's uh, so player A has 517 rushing yards on 103 rushing attempts. And that's good for five yards uh, per rush. And player B has 371 rushing yards on 116 attempts. So you see that's less rushing yards and more rushing attempts. And that's good for 3.2 rushing yards. So who is player A and who is player B? Uh, the two players. Well, I know player. I know player A is Bijan Robinson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Um, player B. We were just talking about him. He's on the same uh, team. He's always Tyler Algier. It's it's Tyler Algier. I honestly, I honestly thought his yards per carry were a lot better than that. That's I know that I know people. It's it's a bit. I mean that it makes it like even crazier, and that's why I'm I'm shouting from the rooftops about this. And and then it was really the uh, the mustache story that got me that that convinced me that Arthur Smith. What's the what's uh, the mustache? has lost it completely so well first of all he had this crazy mustache um yeah i remember that on his face it looked like uh you know i don't (laughs) not a not a great look in my opinion um but he said that like his team and you know the struggles they've been having with the falcons have kept him up at night and so in the middle of the night he uh, got up and he shaved his mustache Okay. 
It's a little, so, little psychotic. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's losing his mind. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I mean, I, I, I mean, if they don't make the playoff, I mean, this year was their year to like make that run, make that next step, and they just haven't. And I, I get it. I get it. The quarterback situation stinks. Um, I just don't know if I'm a fan of that team or a GM of that team. I give them the chance to, you know, coach the next quarterback. I think he's probably got to go um, at yeah. this point. Yeah, it's it's baffling. And le- unless he can, honestly, and I, I know I'm going to sound like a scorned fantasy owner, which I am, but mm. if he doesn't just give the ball to his best players, he is going to get fired. Like, there's no yeah. there's no yeah, two ways about that. It just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't <laughs> make sense to me. And, I, and it's not even just the giving the ball to the best player. Like, he's made some bonehead moves just like, coaching wise, like at the end of games and things like that. Um, I will say they do look better defensively as a team. Mm -hmm. Um, They have their moments. They have beat some decent teams. They've been in most, they have been in most their games, even the games they lost. Mm -hmm. Um, They're competitive. Uh, But yeah, I, it's, it's tough when you don't have a a competent quarterback. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like you would assume then you would like lean back on the guy you picked in the first round. So that that's the, the problem. two guys, We've, the two guys, the last couple of years that you picked in the first round. Three, if you if you're including uh, Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Oh, um, Drake Drake London as well. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. It just so, doesn't make any sense. And London's hurt now, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, I, but I but, think we've really arrived at the at the point where we know something's got to change either the coach actually changes the behavior and the play calling or something, or he gets fired. That's what happens at this point when people like us or people on Twitter are saying like are, are more knowledgeable about the team than the actual coach. That's when, <laughs> that's when the problem uh, hits a, a, hits a point. Yeah. <laughs> a decision point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's bad. It's bad. I, and it's yeah. yeah, I could imagine luckily didn't draft Bijan in any leagues this year. So <laughs> I mean, he hasn't been that bad either. He hasn't been like, terrible, especially in PPR leagues. He's been he's been decent and he's had some really good games, but yeah, it's definitely yeah. disappointing because I know a lot of people drafted him very high. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's still the 11th uh, you know, highest scoring running back in PPR. Yeah, it's nothing to, that's nothing to scoff at. <laughs> it's not bad. Um imagine if he actually got proper usage. It would be uh it could be really special. So Yeah. Well, maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's your first player? <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh disappointing. It's kind of Yeah, I mean Obviously, Kyle Pitts is in there as well. Okay. Um, I mean, but like, I think drafting him this year, because he definitely fell in a lot of drafts. I think there was always that kind of expectation that he might not, still might not break out with this offense, with this quarterback. Uh, so it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Like, I don't feel like I overdrafted him. Um, I did mm-hmm. go out in the league I do have, if I went out and traded for Ingram, who's been solid as a rock for the most mm-hmm. part. Um yeah, 
I feel like everybody's kind of it's been weird because there's definitely been players that have had disappointing games, but then like bounce back and kind of even things out. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I guess there, I mean, obviously, you know, the Justin Jefferson owners of the world have had him on the IR for the past several weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, injury stuff that that because you know, he's number one in most redraft leagues. I mean, I know I took him with the first pick and that really set me back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wow. feel like I don't. I, oh, you know who's been disappointing? Uh, just on fantasy wise, not so much in real life. I guess is been um, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I expected him fantasy wise to really jump this year, and he hasn't. Uh, really hasn't. It's been very frustrating. I, I drafted him. He was like the last like mid-tier guy that was available when I drafted him and now I'm wishing maybe I would have taken a quarterback a little bit earlier but quarterbacks in general have been a little down this year I mean I know you know a lot of guys have had their big games but you know Mahomes is definitely late especially lately has had some pretty average games um all right let's play this this uh, number Uh, game again real quick here um who's got more total fantasy points in a six-point PPR, six-point touchdown uh, PPR, PPR league. league. Okay. Um, Trevor Lawrence, Michael Pittman, or Josh Jacobs? Who has the most fantasy points? Yeah, total points. I would say Michael Pittman. Good guess. Um, Trevor Lawrence has him beat by about one fantasy point. Okay. So, yeah, but I mean, he should be beating him by a lot more. Yes, um, and yes, yes. and Trevor Lawrence is the nineteenth rated uh, or you know highest fantasy scoring yeah. quarterback in this. It's format. disappointing. It's this, and you know, I know, kind of like the Bengals to the Jaguars' offense the last year or so has been slow starting, and they kind of pick it up as the year goes along. But I just don't see it. Like I, I mean, they lean a lot on um, ETN. Yeah, and he's having he's a great been, year. He's having a really great year, and you know they're they're winning games. So why are they going to change up their formula? Why are they going to make him sling it down? He protects the ball. He doesn't get a ton of turnovers, uh, but he hasn't been getting a ton of touchdowns because of ETN mm-hmm. and because they just haven't been a huge high scoring offense that I think a lot of people thought they might be. And I think yeah. to go along with that, I think Calvin Ridley has been pretty disappointing as well. Yeah, we can go over his uh, his game log if you want. <laughs> it's been just, all over the place. In just a moment. Yeah, it, it definitely has been. It's been pretty inconsistent. But I did want to point out here that uh, so Pittman um, is the 11th highest scoring receiver. Yeah. Followed closely by well, he Jordan started, He started Addison. off the year super strong. He did. He did. And then Jordan Addison is actually 12. And then yeah, Josh been... Jacobs is the fourth highest scoring running back. But yet he scored less than Pittman and Addison in total fantasy points. Yeah, running backs haven't been, you know, having those huge games. Uh, I feel like Jonathan Taylor's prime for one soon. Seems like he's really taken over the role there. And it seems like that offense really hasn't really missed a beat with uh, Minshew coming in. Actually, they've been scoring a lot. They've been scoring more. Um, yeah, it's they've been in a lot of shootouts. Um, so I, I think it, I think in there could be a prime for Jonathan Taylor there to have some pretty big games. But yeah, the running back position has been kind of like 
mediocre in terms of like point production. Yeah, it's um, interesting. I think point scoring has been down and and I would say quarterback play overall has been sure. really poor. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, we you got the wide receivers. I think that's why now it's important to have those two big top flight wide receivers. Like it's been very helpful week to week having Tyreek Hill and CD Lamb. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's very helpful. Just knowing you're probably going to get uh, 40 points at least between the two of them. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, whereas running back, it's hard to peg. Quarterback's been disappointing. Tight ends, obviously very thin. I mean, even Kelsey's had some duds lately. Um, like last yeah. week, he did not have a good game at all. So, yeah. and, and I think we're we're also experiencing a new NFL where more and more teams are traveling to Europe. Um, you know, the, the the schedules, you know, there's more games. Um, I think they're playing the game a little differently. And I think guys are just like saving themselves. And, you know, they know what they have ahead of them, especially those teams that have to fly over to Europe and and come back and you know and they use their buy as a time to relax from having this long ass trip opposed to having a buy to actually really relax and you know have a actual week off and the team i think the teams that aren't going over to europe come playoffs might be teams that i'd want to bet on because Mm -hmm. they didn't have to go through all that um i mean look at look at i i know kansas city's defense has been much better I know Miami's defense is a little underrated, but look at that game in Germany last week. It it should have been a huge, high-flying, high-scoring game, and it just wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, KC, what did he score? 21 points, and seven of those points were a defensive touchdown? Like, Yeah, and they all came in the first half. And Yeah, um, it's just – it's. Yeah. It, I mean, this has to have a factor on the games and the players on everything, and – um. Yeah, I think right now the only thing you can really bank on are elite wide receivers, you know, that, that don't get hurt like Justin Jefferson did. Yeah. Um, but that's the only players I feel safe. Like the, the only two players I feel safe. Oh, and, you know, I think the top flight quarterbacks for the most part, like I feel pretty safe with Hurts week in, week out. Um, but really like Lamb, uh, Hill, those are the only two guys I can really bank on, especially Lamb lately. I mean, he definitely had some kind of clunkers earlier in the year, but now he seems to be really hitting full steam. But yeah, AJ Brown's been unbelievable. Uh, AJ Brown's been really great. Like any yeah. of those top, top five, top 10 guys, like you can kind of pencil in week to week that the their floor is so high that it's like hard to be disappointed by them. Yeah. I mean, I really think there's only a handful cause uh, we're talking Hill Brown Stephon Diggs, I think, is in that category. Keenan yeah. Allen in a PPR yeah. is in that category. Sure. You mentioned Lamb, he's there. Justin Jefferson went healthy. Jamar Chase yeah. is in that category. And of course, um Adam Thielen. Has Puka been Nakua. pretty solid. Yeah, no, I'm I mean, just Adam about Thielen. those two actually. But I, I mean so they, they I, have I, been I pretty think... solid. I don't think they're up there with those guys. No, I agree. But those guys have been pleasant surprises for people that I know I scooped Adam Thielen off the waiver wire like week two or week three or something. Yeah. And he's been great. He's been great. But um, yeah, I mean, like you can't bank on many players week to week. It's hard to. I'm on. Uh, I am hoping I'm on Ron. He's in that category as well. I agree. I agree. I I am. I am crossing my fingers that Jonathan Taylor makes it into that category because I feel like he's just almost there. Uh, I feel like he's finally kind of taken the 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 reins from Zach Moss and said, "Okay, 
you're not one B you're, you're two. One C. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm the guy here. Um, I'm healthy. <laughs> I'm up to speed. Um, the offense seems to be clicking and they're winning games. Like they're in, they're in all their games. Like it's kind of surprising. I mean, I guess it's the Frank Reich factor who hasn't won a game this year. No, they won one game. I think the Panthers Panthers. No, no, I thought they won one. Yeah, they did. They beat uh, Panthers beat um, Houston. Oh yes. That's right. Yes. I forgot. Okay. But they are still the worst team in the league. They are still the worst team. They are still probably the worst in the league playing tonight, playing um, against the bears, your boys, the bears tonight. Big. The Bears uh, got to beat them. Bears got to keep Panthers in that first pick in the draft position. <laughs> I think Although the Bears I would be, will get them I would tonight. be fine if the if the Bears got the second pick because I just want them to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. That's who I want them to take. Okay. And then and, you, and then you want yeah. them to keep Fields. Yeah, I think okay. I think this that's a roller coaster. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the move. <laughs> I think that's the move to make. Um, Unless they feel, unless they get the first and the second pick, mm-hmm. then, you know, you go like, if they can get a good haul from four fields, then okay. Trade fields, get more draft picks, get Caleb Williams, get Marvin Harrison jr. And then figure everything else out. But, um, I mean, they have a lot to fix still. Yeah. Yeah, they sure do. Um, well, do you, you but you expect them to win that game tonight? The bears? I would think so. Deontay Foreman going to score some uh, score touchdown probably. Khalil Herbert not back yet. Yeah, which is so weird. I was very disappointed. Like, I mean, but it shouldn't surprise me for this team to disappoint me just in every which way. Because <laughs> I, I have a, a bunch of people on a bye this week, so I, I needed. Although I'm going to play Roshan Johnson, I'm um, going to roll the I'm going to roll the dice. I mean, based off of what's on our wire. It's the move to make, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a safer play than Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I think, like, you got to give the guys a little bit more of a chance, right? They do. I know Foreman's been running the ball well, but, like, mm-hmm. this is the guy you drafted. Like, but once again, Eberflus is a complete moron, just in the same, just in the same breath as Arthur Smith. <laughs> like, completely lost. They have no idea where they're at. I know um, Roshan's looked pretty good on some carries and stuff, but I'm not sure how well he's like picking things up. And then I know it took him a while to recover from uh, his last injury. And I don't mean to injury shame. I think he may have had a concussion, um, but uh, I, so I don't know. I'm not sure if he's, well, he, grabbed, missed, he missed two grasping. games with the concussion. Okay. I mean, I, I, when they were giving him play in the early, early parts of the year, he looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's, let's pick up stuff that yeah, I'm, that's what I'm yeah, getting at. Yeah. That may be, be the case, but I think, I mean, his chance to take over was when he got that concussion and then D- Donta Foreman came in and played yeah. very well. So, you know, they're going to ride the hot hand and obviously they have no, I don't know what this guy's, I mean, but you got to expect, you want to get your rookie that you drafted involved, the guy that you feel that could be your, you know, main running back potentially. Uh, so this could be the game. I I mean, the only reason like I'm feeling a little bit good about it is because Carolina is awful against the run as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, this could against, be the game. Yeah. yeah so I'm hoping, uh, hoping that this is the game, and I feel like 
why wouldn't they just activate Herbert if he's a full if he's practicing in full since Monday? Really? Uh, huh? Yeah. So th- does that mean they want to maybe see what they have with Roshan Johnson? Like, I don't know. Good, good point. I don't know. I feel like maybe they ride Foreman into the ground. I think Possibly. either way, yeah, the Bears or, probably yeah, win this game and uh, get up early and run. I would, I would think. I would hope so. I would hope yeah. so. I don't know. It could be a like a low scoring, you know, tooth and oh, nail. Just it's like, definitely going to be a low, low oh, just like just, just trash, just trash garbage. <laughs> like, but like twenty to six, I feel like, or nah, maybe uh, sixteen to. To three. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This is yeah, we'll not see. super promising. Yeah. No, no. We're, I, I mean, I'll be watching, unfortunately. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> what else we got to do? I'm actually going to the casino tonight. Oh. Yeah. That sounds I'm like gonna play, fun. Going to play a little roulette. Maybe. Do they have sports jack. betting there? They do. They have a little sports book there. Oh, yeah. you, you should get there. You should get there early and get a parlay in for the. Uh, <laughs> For for the either the Monday or the Thursday night game or do some basketball parlays. Well, I mean, I get it's so accessible on the phone these days. I don't need to uh, place the bet in person. I'm probably not going to be there when the game's over. So uh, I wanna... that's the only reason to do it. If you're like going to yeah, be yeah. there for the whole game, you can really root for it in the sports book. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're just going to bet on some other. You're just going to lose some money the other way. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> ding 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 ding. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, hopefully, that's uh, what the casino is going to be doing when they take your money. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> well, let's see. Hopefully, um, hopefully, Foreman can score a touchdown tonight. <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully, Cole Komet scores the first touchdown tonight. Uh, okay, now we know where your bets lie. <laughs> uh, okay. What? Uh, so, so if we did, who's like bad, disappointing? Like, who is? Who's been a surprise that's been really pretty good and solid? to you yeah well i think raheem mostert's been um a big surprise and you didn't have to draft him that early i am surprised personally that etn is playing as well as he is um i thought i think that's um yeah pretty special um i'm surprised that Pittman's doing as well as he is Mm -hmm. uh Let's mm-hmm. see here. Jacoby Myers had some good uh, yeah. weeks. So I don't Josh know. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. I think everybody expects every year. Like, I remember the thing at the beginning of last year, everyone was like, oh, Josh Jacobs stinks. And he was one of the best running backs in fantasy. I think then this year it was like, okay, this is the year he's not going to be good. And he's still solid. I mean, he's still like, I imagine if he was on a good team. I know. He is a good player. Uh, and just he just really uh, I don't know. The, actually, the Raiders seem like they're ready to win games now. All of a sudden, like I mean, I think they're a charged up. We'll see. Sometimes that lasts for a game, and they weren't yeah. playing. You know, they you know they got charged up. They <laughs> they had some charged lemonade from Panera. Yeah, they had some charged lemonade from Panera. <laughs> Fucking skeletons jumping out of their skin. Just you know, but I I mean. I'm trying to think who else has been like pretty nice, kind of surprising. Um, Nico I think, Collins. I mean, all those, yeah. all, uh, that whole Houston team, really. Yes. Uh, well, I yeah, mean, I would say I'm bad. I mean, not the running game. You know, Damian Pierce has been a huge disappointment. I think he's yeah, yeah. could fall in that disappointment category. Absolutely. Um, but all, all the rest of the guys, the two wide receivers, Tank Dell, uh, Nico Collins, obviously CJ Stroud, uh, Dalton Schultz has really picked it up. Um, yeah, all these for all these guys. I mean, that whole team has been surprising. I'm the way they've been playing. I mean, 
good for them and they seem like they could be you know they're maybe like a year or two away from you know being a playoff contender yeah I, I really wanted to bet on T. Higgins this week, but he got hurt in practice. He's apparently. been another disappointing one, except for yeah. last week. He had a good Big week last week. Yeah, he's been yeah, another yeah. disappointing guy. Rashad um, White um, been very encouraging as a running yeah. back um, in a PPR yeah. league. Really uh, done extremely well through the yeah. air. Yeah. Um, four for 46 last week and seven for 70 the week before. Six yeah. for 65 the week before that. So... The last three games, seventeen catches. Um, that's that's amazing, and that's nice. like 180 yards or something like that. So yeah. that's pretty amazing, yeah. um, just through the air. And that's not even counting the 140 rushing yards he got during that time. So no, no, he's been really solid. I mean, I I, I think he was a uh, a hyped up guy in the fantasy world before the draft. Like I feel like he wasn't a guy that like really waited around in drafts. I feel mm-hmm. like. You, wherever anybody got him, got a good value for him. Uh, but he was definitely a guy that was on a lot of people's radar, at least yeah. people that were listening to podcasts and, you know, reading the blogs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, DJ Moore, uh, I don't mean to bring the bears back up, but um, okay. Okay. he's been a bit up and down too. Very um, up and down. I mean, that's quarterback play a little bit. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It seems Tyson very Bajent, correlated. T- Tyson Bajent really stinks. Um, Does he stink? Yeah. What, stinks. What's your take on this? Yeah. He stinks. He stinks. I mean, he's, he's, he's a, you know, maybe a backup in, in the NFL. Like yeah. maybe, I think everybody, uh, you know, gets they, the announcers even too got really enamored with him. Like his dad had that really fun interview. He's like an arm wrestling champion. Yeah. I think people really liked him. And, uh, you know, Tyson Bajan, you know, sounds like he's Eminem. Um, like, Does he? He just, oh, I, I yeah, like you talk, gotta hear yeah. him talk. He's like, or, or <laughs> like, you know, like he, or like, uh, uh, um, Tom Hanks' son sometimes. Um, you know like he seems but he seems chill he seems cool he doesn't get rattled and that was the one thing that I saw when he first came in when fields went down I was like he doesn't seem like the moment's too big for him and I will agree uh but he's not very good I mean he's giving away the ball way too much he's had a lot of interceptions and, and fumbles the last couple of weeks um and I feel like he really focuses in on Komet because it's a safety valve. Yeah. So that's oh, why Komet's so. so that's why Komet's been so good the last couple of weeks. Uh it's because he's, you know, Bajan's safety valve. And I'm sure the two of them probably, you know, have some chemistry from camp and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, DJ Moore is a dynamic player and like the defenses are aware of those quick passes that Bajan's gonna throw. Mm-hmm. So they're on them. And that's where DJ Moore usually thrives. He gets a quick pass. He's able to cut up the field, get you 20, 25 yards. But the defenses know that that's going to happen because they know Bajan's not going to go deep. They right. know he's not. He, they know because he's going to get rid of the ball quick because he doesn't want to get sacked because he doesn't want to make the mistake. And then eventually people just know what he's going to do. And then he starts making mistakes because they're keyed in on it. Right. And, and, you know, with DJ Moore, that's the thing that's so great with DJ Moore and Justin Fields. Justin Fields gives DJ Moore so much more time to get open, to run the routes he wants to run, to 
get him open in space, to change the plays, to move the defense around the field, going side to side. Uh, I just think if Fields, when Fields comes back, I think DJ Moore fans or owners will be really happy. I, I think he'll get back to being what he was before Fields got hurt. Um, yeah. He should. And I think Komet owners will probably be a little annoyed because I think Komet's usage will go down quite a bit. Yeah, I think you're right there. Good word. Yeah. But I do feel like Komet still could be like a top 10, top 15 tight end this year, even well, with Fields so- coming back. Yeah, tight end's pretty poor. It is. Um, it's bad overall. And this is that's how it goes. I think there are you know three game stretches where I, Taysom Hill uh, shows up every se- like every season for the past sure. two or three seasons. Hey, I, I scooped him up in two leagues. I, I definitely scooped him up. And yeah, he's the been problem great. is starting him. Like if you are desperate. But when that streak started, then you would have started him. But if you I am starting. I've been starting him the past three weeks. He's been amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a weird thing because if you like, like for instance, if you drafted Darren Waller, you missed it because, um, you know, you're like, oh well, I got Waller. I don't need to go for this I guy. Mean, that's same thing with Pitts. Same gadget thing with Pitts. dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind uh, of a gadget I'm, I'm guy. A, Maybe yeah. th- those fantasy points and aren't and he wasn't as being guaranteed. Used. He's yeah. 33. He wasn't being used at the start of the year, but now he's not going to run the ball eight times a game. He's not going to get the chance to throw. He's not going to get. He's not going to get three or four targets a game. Yeah, like. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that kind of goes with Carr wasn't doing hot, and they they yeah. they adjusted. You know, and that, and that goes to the coaching there. And hats off to them. They adjusted. They found out something that works, and now the Saints have been winning a little bit, and they've been looking better. And um. I think it's smart, and yeah. I think if you were able to get Taysom Hill, like, good on you, but um, will it last? Will T defenses start keying in on it more? Who knows? Um, but, yeah, tight end's been a tough spot for, I think, most people. Um, there have been the guys that have been pretty consistent. Obviously, Kelsey, um, uh, Evan Ingram's been consistent getting yards and catches in PPR. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Sam Laporte has been very solid and Laporte has uh, been good, yeah. Uh, on Detroit. But they're all think, everyone's streaky in the Yeah, in this I range. think I think a lot of people felt going into this year that tight end was deeper than it was because I think everybody thought, you know, you had Komet, you had Laporta, you had Musgrave, you had all these Kincaid, you had all these rookies that people were really excited about that were drafted pretty high. Then you had, you know, Engram and and Waller and you know all these situations that look better for these guys and everyone's just been kind of eh, like mm-hmm. I mean obviously Kelsey's had some monster games um yeah. you know a handful of those guys have had some big games but it's definitely been a difficult position to deal with and I think if you were lucky enough to get Taysom Hill you know three or four weeks back when you needed a tight end then you lucked out yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a timing thing. And then, like, it, it really is, like, almost like, well, shit, uh, I guess I have to start Taysom Hill this week. And then I mean, I've been doing it. Good... Right, I've and then if he has it. a good week, you're like, okay, well, I don't know. We'll see if that usage is fluky because if I start a, another guy I find on the wire, who knows? He might put up a zero anyway. So what are you going to do? Might as well yeah. take some uh, upside. Oh yeah, you got to. Unless you have a, somebody who's steady and you know is going to give you, you know, it's tough to nine find. to eleven. It's tough to find. Um, quarterback. 
uh, as a Lamar Jackson owner, there's something very weird playing out um, with him this season. Yeah. He is the fifth highest scoring quarterback in which is which points. surprises me. Surprised me. It's I thought it'd be good. a little bit. Lo- I, yeah, I thought it would be a little bit lower. Yeah, well, it's only 21 points per game. And so Allen is number one, and he's at 27 points a game. So that's a six-and-a-half-point difference um, per game. So it does add up over the course sure. of the sure. season. But when you look at it like, oh, he's only fifth, that's fine. Um, he's had a couple of big games. He had a 40-point game. He had a 32-point game, a 29-point game, 26. Yeah. Everything yeah. else besides that has been has been below 20 and a couple of single-digit performances. Yeah, Gus but, but he's like an MVP candidate, and he's playing in a he's playing at a ridiculously high level for NFL standards and standards of winning games in the NFL. But it's not translating in the same way that that usually does to fantasy. Isn't that weird? Sure. Yeah, it's been a, kind of a weird year. Well. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think if they just get they get down there and lately it's just been handed off to Gus Bus and he's been getting the touchdowns, you know, and that's yeah. and you know what? I think it's just kind of the way games turn out funky like that, because I feel like most of the time, most teams, when they get down the red zone, especially inside the five yard line, they're going to hand it off first. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the time the quarter, the running back gets stuffed or doesn't get the touchdown. Mm-hmm. And it could just be their offensive line, the way Gus is running, but he's just getting the touchdown like right away. Like, and even if he doesn't, they get it to him again because he's just been getting in there. And mm-hmm. I think when you have that, it's kind of like the tush push and things like that, you that just are working for you. Obviously, the rate of, touchdowns with Gus bus is lower but still like something's working why would you change it why would you try to run it with Lamar why would you try a passing play when Gus Johnson's just getting the touchdowns well he Lamar's not even running less than he did last year or the year before no he's, no I, he's I'm on just, pace I'm just, to, ru- to rush for more yards than sure and that's why he's seasons. that's why he's a top five quarterback uh yeah. but what I'm saying is when it comes to getting the touchdown and that's what is the big thing it's you know they're using their running back game to get yeah. the touchdown. They're using their running game to get the touchdown. And it's you know, working. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't have, they still like, I know they have some good solid wide receivers. They still don't have that dominant number one. I don't think, mm-hmm. I mean, flowers has had some good games, you know, OBJ is still there, you know, he's, you know, can get open. Um, a good game they don't, this past week. Yeah. But they don't have that dominant number one. And Mark Andrews is great, but you know, teams, especially in the red zone, are trying to take Mark Andrews out of it. Yeah. Force him to yeah. throw to someone else um, or just hand it off to Gus Bus and he's just been plowing it in. So that's nice. Um, I would say somebody who's surprised and somebody I just traded for and uh, felt like I got a great deal is Russell Wilson. I think yeah. uh, a lot of people, even though their team's not good, and even though the wide receivers have been disappointing fantasy wise, uh, Cortland Sutton's had some nice games. But mm-hmm. um, when you look at the numbers, he's right up there. Um, mm-hmm. He's been getting a lot of touchdowns. He, the yardage hasn't been great, but he's been getting the touchdowns. And um, they're usually in higher scoring games. Their defense is so poor. 
and uh he's been running a bit too yeah like, yeah. yeah like i i feel when you look at the numbers up against some of the top guys just stats wise he's right up there uh the yeah. yardage the yardage is lower yeah oddly hasn't hit 200 yards passing since week four yeah yeah the yardage has been low but he's been getting the touchdowns and once again that's really important so yeah um I felt like I was because I have Howell and Pickett as my two, number two quarterback. And while Howell's been pretty solid, I, I just felt like I needed one more piece and I didn't want to give up a really high draft pick to get somebody um, that might not that's be a, or will be just about as good as what Russell Wilson wants to give me. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a fair move. Um, yeah, and this obviously is a super flex lead. Yeah. You play two quarterbacks, uh, and I have Hurts as the my number one. Yeah, I yeah, just Howell's something. been great for. He's fantasy. been great, but but he's had some duds, and it's hard to predict. And I'd rather have an option of like, oh, Russell Wilson has a really easy defense, and Howell has a tough one. You know, I'd rather have that option opposed to like Howell has a really tough defense, and my next choice is Kenny Pickett, which I just don't feel comfortable starting him. Yeah. No, and and it's true. I could see how Howell would be a little unpredictable and tough. He's to, had some. He's had some duds. Yeah, he's had some yeah. duds. Well, because he gets sacked so much, he's gets, he holds on the ball, but he's been getting better at it. Yeah, a lot um, of turnovers, a lot of interceptions too. Yeah, but but he's you know he's been putting up some big games. He's definitely helped me win a couple of weeks. Uh, but I just wanted somebody else that was a little bit more steady, and Russell Wilson's kind of been that. Yeah, uh, even though the yards aren't particularly there. The touchdowns are, the rushing's there, or there more than it has been in the past. And Howell's like the opposite because he um, he's going to throw for for like easily. He's going to throw for two hundred and fifty yards. Uh, oh yeah, for the most. Part. Oh yeah, he'll get the yards. But I mean, he has gotten the t- some of the touchdowns. But you know, there's been weeks where he has a bunch of yards and maybe only one touchdown and um, yeah, and a couple maybe like a pick and a fumble or something like that. So. Yeah, I I just felt like I now I feel a little bit more comfortable with that. I feel like now I can play the matchups and you know maybe give myself a little bit better position to have two really solid you know twenty point scoring quarterbacks, which yeah. is optimal. Yeah, needed to make needed. a run in a super yeah. Um, and obviously we don't have to mention the elephant in the room being uh, C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Um, and how uh, how much of a revelation he really has turned out to be, especially in a superflex keeper league or or something like yeah. that. Yeah. John really. John texted me when he made that trade. He's like, "Do you think this is a good trade for this league?" I was like, "I think it's a great trade." Um, I was like, "C.J. Stroud's a potential keeper, which now he's definitely a keeper." Um, oh wow! Young... Yeah, he traded him Puka Nakua. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Max is I mean, Max is now yeah. traded away Justin Herbert and uh CJ Stroud. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, okay. I get the Herbert I get the Herbert thing, but he should trade Herbert for a pick, not for Josh Jacobs. Right. Yeah. Although Jacobs has been good, but he's yeah. been solid, yeah. Yeah, you have to start two running back. So like uh but if you have the choice in your flex, you got a lean receiver at this point. Like I think yeah. we kind of just oh, broke yeah. down why oh, going yeah. through oh, yeah. just the total points. It's it's ridiculous. You get to you get to twelve before you get to uh, three of running. Yeah, back. You get to twelve even, wide receivers before you get to three. Um, and and even back. even the wide receivers that are a little bit more inconsistent or not that that elite level, like the Puka Nakua's, the Adam Thielens, um, 
you know, all that. It's, it's just, they're still valuable. They're still, they still can hit for 20 some fantasy points. Whereas these running backs, like their ceiling, like getting the 20 points as a running back seems pretty far fetched each week now. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know? tough. You got to get through. Whereas Puka Nakua, Adam Phelan, uh, Michael Pittman, you know, all those guys at that tier underneath the elite guys, they're all guys that could potentially get you 20, 25 fantasy points in a PPR league, no doubt. And Easy. or Nico, Nico Collins, Tank Dell, like all these guys, like they have value. Um, yeah, it's just easier to get there, I think, as a receiver, I think is really what we're saying here. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, and yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, what, 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 how do you feel about, uh, um, cause I have him in a league, um, gosh, why is his name escaping me? Um, on the dolphins waddle which, waddle. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's, he's starting to play a little better. He's the 23rd highest scoring receiver. So for whatever that's worth, he started a little slow. It's kind of just kind of mediocre. Um, 11 points, 12 points, 8 points his first three games, and he missed a game week three. And then he started uh, playing better when he returned 14, 18, 12, 26, and then 8. He's had some back spasm issues that I've been monitoring pretty closely that didn't really show up too widely in, like, Roto-World reports or whatnot. But he was taken off the field for several snaps during uh, some of these games. Um, So that might have something to do with it. But I really think the Dolphins have been running the ball so well, especially when HN was healthy. Um, they were running the ball so well that they didn't really need to utilize Waddle as much as they had last year um, or the year before. And when you have a choice between Hill or Waddle, I mean, Hill is obviously better. Waddle's really good. Um, and he looks good when he's out there uh, not limping around. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think the buy came at a good time for him. Yeah, he's been banged up. Yeah, he's been banged up. So he'll uh he should be back and I expect a strong stretch run from him because um some teams will focus on Hill like uh the Patriots for example and then Waddle gets extra targets. Uh like he had 12 targets in the most recent game versus the Patriots. So Yeah, hopefully he gets to 100% after this bye and um yeah, because he's just pissed. I mean, he hasn't been awful he just hasn't been what i thought he, him and olave have been a little bit disappointing for me and i'm one of my leagues yeah um, i like both of them have been fine and they've mm-hmm. had some nice weeks but definitely not what i expected when i drafted them no and uh you mentioned calvin ridley earlier and i do think this is going to be a calvin ridley week uh versus the 49ers okay i do feel like they'll um you can throw on the niners and it's usually because teams have to because they're losing versus them. I don't know that's going to happen this week. And as we already kind of talked about, Jaguars can play a little conservative or maybe even a little like slow um, because they're not really too concerned about throwing for 300 yards. They want to win the game. Um, and they've been winning a lot of games, so you can't really argue with that. Uh, but I just feel like this is a Ridley game, and I feel like the week off helped. Um he seems like a really emotional player having owned him for the first time this year. Uh, obviously true in the past when he was on crappy Atlanta teams, he kind of would shut down. 
Um, and then obviously we know the gambling suspension was more to do with his head than like his finances. Like I think it was like a $50 bet he made or some shit. Like he didn't, you know, it wasn't for the money. It was because he was not, uh, mentally, uh, where he needed to be at that point. Um, so the bye week for him, I feel like is a good time for reflection. I actually think reflection helps a guy like that, uh, and we kind of saw that in week one. He came out like gangbusters and went for 100 yards in week one. So I do expect him to uh, be sort of a little reinvigorated off of the bye, specifically here in week 10. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's fair. Um, but with that said, I don't know about next week or the week after. Like, yeah, you I don't think know how this week. I think he he has trouble with focus. I really think is what it is. He's, he's a very mental uh, and emotional uh, player. And and I also think different uh, coverages um, he can burn versus others that really sure. can clamp down on him. Sure. Sure. So, well, and I, I mean, he was out of the, he was out of the league for over a year. Or so it was suspended. Uh, yeah. But he was out of the league. I mean, he wasn't, yeah. you know, he wasn't playing. So there was definitely some rust there. Although he looked really great his first game. Um, but I, I, you know, I think it takes also takes time to really get in a good rhythm. And, and once again, to go back to Trevor Lawrence, he hasn't been, you know, tearing the cover off. So I, I think maybe after, like you said, after the bye, things start meshing a little bit better. Maybe the two of them will have a good second half. And maybe those are guys to look at buying low on. I could see that. I mean, I think a lot of Ridley owners would, uh, would sell pretty, pretty, uh, easily nowadays um not me because i i think i have a pretty good handle on what what i think he's worth i don't know if that's really what he's worth but sure um yeah so i don't know i i expect a little bit of a bounce back there but i do worry a little bit about some of the cold weather games they may have and uh yeah certainly the jaguars aren't looking to throw the ball 40 times a game if they don't have to sure sure but yeah. uh, all right, Adam. Well, any any other uh, before we go, any like long range Super Bowl thoughts or NFL thoughts? I know things have changed a little bit since we last kind of went through this um, process of saying who we thought well, the best teams were. I think that I think uh, you know. I think like if I were just to, I think there's a lot of good AFC teams. I think. Obviously, the Ravens look like the team to beat right now. I think the yeah. Bengals, Bengals are getting really hot. Burrow's looking healthy. Uh, Kansas City, obviously, with Mahomes and their defenses looked re- really, really good this year. Yeah. Obviously, on the other side, the Eagles are probably the team to beat in the NFC. Um, I, I just, I, I feel like they're uh, even though the eagles maybe you know record wise are even better than they were last year i i just feel like they look a little bit more beatable than they did last year um i agree there does seem uh, like there's something I, missing there you know and like jalen hurts has turned the ball over a little bit more he has a little bit of a knee issue um he's still been good fantasy wise but you know i don't think he's at that same level he was last year um yeah. The, the offensive line is still great. Obviously, A.J. Brown's having a, a great year. Uh, Godert just went down. I, I think Devonta Smith has been disappointing, just, you know, fantasy-wise. Um, a little bit. And the defense just doesn't look as good as it did last year. So I think there's a little bit more holes there. 
Um, obviously, I don't think the Lions are ready um, after they got smacked, but maybe that wakes them up. Maybe that mm-hmm. wakes them up because they did look really good. I think the 49ers are still there. They've been a little banged up, but now they come back. I think they're going to be really tough to beat. Um, I, I would say if I were, you know, to if I were to say right now, I would probably say with the way they've been playing against people, the Ravens and the 49ers. I think I'd still keep it 49ers. Um, but all I would right. change it from who did I say at the big oh Dolphins. I think we were all think, just enamored by yeah. by, <laughs> by by their by their yeah. uh potential and their who explosive offense. Us? Yeah, yeah. But I, I think the Dolphins can still make a run. I don't think they're an elite team, uh, but I still think, you know, they get into a shootout, they start outscoring some of these teams, um, that they can make them they can make a run. Uh, yeah. And their def- their defense is no slouch. It's just maybe not. No, as they're good actually as pretty good. Yeah, it's they're maybe not as good as Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City's defense has been really good, and that's the reason that I think they can still make a run. And oh, and they get you know, the experience, you know, and they have Mahomes and Andy Reid and all the and Kelsey and all the experience. Um, mm-hmm. But the way the Ravens have been playing, it's hard to you know bet against them. So I would say, yeah, Ravens 49ers. Yeah, right now. I think that I, would. Be- I... Could be a repeat. That's a good call. A repeat. Could be. Yeah. I know. I, I feel like the Niners are more beatable than the Eagles right now, though. Is um, it Purdy? So I, I do. Yeah. I think there I think Purdy's showed some real kind of cracks in his uh, you know, I agree. armor. I agree. Yeah. I but you know, they they didn't have Debo. And I know mm-hmm. he he likes they like using him and like he he really spreads out the defense a lot with what he can do. But I think with Debo healthy, with Ayuk healthy, with Kittle healthy, with McCaffrey healthy, and um, I honestly, you know, I think if Purdy struggles, keeps struggling, I could see Sam Darnold, you know, getting some action there. And I think he's a more athletic quarterback. And I, I think, think he's a, and, he's, and, I, and he's a guy that has experience. And, and you yeah. know, I, I think – you know, everybody called Purdy a system quarterback because of Kyle Shanahan's system. So imagine if Kyle Shanahan's system has a more athletic, a bigger quarterback with a, maybe a bigger arm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could see that potentially happening. And if there's a team that can make it work midseason like that, I think it's this team. You're, pr- um, you're probably right there. Um, but I do think there's something special about Purdy. I just think it's a long season. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't think he's the second coming of Tom Brady though, but I do see some similarities uh, no. in his processing and accuracy and yeah. things like that. But, uh, and I think and in that Brady offense... was very, Brady was beatable back then, you know, his second sure. year in the league, uh, second year starting, he, they missed the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. So, you know, but that... he, he also didn't have this type of team, but I I just think when all those guys are healthy, I think I think that team's tough. I, but I only reason I say they beat the Eagles is because I, I just I, I think I like their defense better than I like the Eagles' defense. Mm-hmm. I like the Eagles' offense better than I like the San Francisco's offense, but not as much as I like the 49ers' defense over uh eagles defense right now Uh, man it's so hard to slow the eagles down like uh or to get even get the ball back like i i yeah it's either it's it's either trying to slow them down or trying to like (laughs) like like you know just get them from getting out of their mode because especially 
Fourth getting down. the ball back is, yeah. is impossible. They they go on these like uh, twelve play friggin' yeah. eight minute drives in the third and fourth quarter. And you're like, where the fuck did the time go? Yeah, I yeah. need the other team to get the ball so my yeah. receiver can get some targets yeah, to get me yeah. to my minimum yards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, and it keeps their defense fresh. But I feel like <laughs> teams have been really passing pretty easy on that defense, and that worries me going yeah, into but, the playoffs. I, but they they can figure it out. They haven't been losing sure. a lot of games. Like they've well, been, they been squeezing I mean, uh, these teams. Sure, when sure. they need to. Sure. No, I agree. I Even agree. That I, Cowboys game. Like I know it came down to the very end, but I really didn't feel like they were going to lose that game at any point. And I know they were a throw away from losing. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think the Cowboys are the Cowboys, and you know, yeah. I think it. They had a chance to score a couple times down there. Uh, just little like little inches game inches but um yeah i don't know Ooh, i i guess i guess the re- like last year last year i just assumed they'd walk into the super bowl and they did yeah. this year i don't have that assumption just based on watching them play yeah i i hear you there with that i think it's because... the turnovers i think it's the turnovers and the passing defense that yeah. that that makes me worried in a playoff game that's what could fuck them yeah because in, in playoffs, you got to be, you got to limit the turnovers and you got to be able to stop the aerial attack. And once you can yeah. do one, one or two of those things, you have a chance. And when you can't do either, or when you're bad at both, it's, you know, it can bite you in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, I, and I, you know, the AFC, it's so funny because I felt like we were all saying like, oh, the NFC is getting better. But now the AFC has so many teams, like even the Browns are looking good, you know? I mean, yeah, that whole division is yeah, it's so uh, crazy to make yeah. the playoffs right yeah, now, which means yeah. the Bills are technically out of the playoffs right yeah. now. So I don't know. I think the Bills will make it in. Stick, I but... think, I think probably the Steelers will fade. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the Browns begin... fading too. Sure, sure. They don't like. They don't seem to have some consistent quarterback play, really. Uh... But it's it really like Burrow's been playing unbelievable. Like yeah, I, I, yeah. I know hard, if I don't hard to bet against him. If I don't bet on him to win the MVP now, I'm not going to do it next week because his odds are just going to keep getting worse yeah, and worse. And I yeah. feel like I should have done it two winning. weeks ago. And I knew winning. I should have done it, but I haven't yeah. done it. And same thing with Lamar too. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I don't. If if you don't have the splashy plays, I don't know if you're gonna win because it is still a human voted award. So I think I think like, Burrow. If like I said, if if Cincinnati wins out or comes close to winning out. And they end up somehow stealing that division away from the Ravens. Like, I think Burrow's got to win the MVP. Yeah. I mean, it's, he'd be hard to vote against right yeah, now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because so. then everyone will be like, oh, well, he was obviously hurt when he wasn't playing well. And it's like, right. then Which, once he got healthy, he's a world beater. Right. Which he obviously is obviously the case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I hope everybody out there enjoys week 10. Thanks for, uh, for this chat. This is a lot of fun. We went an hour here. Hopefully we'll do it again uh, next week or the week after. And uh, I'll tell, I'll tell everyone about all my bets, all my winning bets um, from this week. As I did uh, this week. Um, yeah, okay. Let us know. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah.